0: This place is on the map. The adventure map. Welcome to the Marty Morissette audio experience. (laughs) Let's go. Yesterday on my social pages, I asked you guys if you had any question for me uh, with regards to the canoe season that we are in it right now. And I got a really interesting question from Ontario Ecology uh, that asked me about solo canoe camping and i want to dive into this because i think that it's a very interesting topic i'm gonna go a little i'm gonna you know freestyle a little bit around that i think it's an interesting topic to talk about that i want to talk about here but last weekend this sunday was father's day i hope all the fathers at home had a wonderful wonderful day for me i'm extremely extremely grateful for my day because i was extremely lucky my wife asked me what i wanted to do for father's day and as i was driving back uh in the morning i had to do a quick errand into the village i was as i was driving back from the village i noticed that on the river that i close uh, close to where i live the rapid was really high and the middle wave was just like on fire so i told her i said you know what i want to do i want to take my old surfboard i want to take my old wetsuit call my best bud dave and just do like when we were 20 or 16 and jump in the river and go surf the wave. And that's what I did all afternoon. Kids came by to watch. My wife came by to watch. Uh, they saw me swim quite a bit because I, uh, I'm out of practice, obviously. And I'm quite stiff in my, in my shoulders because if you've never surfed or if you've never paddle on a surfboard, you're laying down on your surfboard and for your nose not to dive under the water, you really got to keep your chest nice and up as, as, you're, as, you're, uh, as you're front crawling, essentially. And uh, I haven't swam in, in, in a long time. Even though I'm, I'm training all the time, it's interesting how training specifically for your activity is very important. Uh, my cardio is really nice because I run all the time, so that wasn't the problem, but just the, my sheer upper back and, and, and deltoid, like shoulder muscles were just hurting so much. Uh, but, <laughs> It was just so fun to reconnect with uh, doing something that I used to do when I was young. I, th- I think the last time I river surfed was 15, uh, 10 years ago. And uh, man, it was just, once the wave was also perfect because it was just like a massive wave and in the middle, just a big white hole. And if you swam across into the middle of the river and you just aim for the hole, you would stuck into the hole, start surfing on your on your on your belly on your board, and then this way after that you can, and then and then you just pop up, and the feeling of having the board underneath your feet, just riding the wave back and forth, and and just like having that that smooth feeling was just uh, something I missed a lot, and I'm actually gonna try, considering I live so close to it, I'm gonna actually gonna try to <clears throat> monitor that wave as the water co- uh, gets high because it is very unusual for mid-June for that wave to be on because the water needs to be very high for it to be on. Um, But here it was for Father's Day, so I took advantage of it, and I'm super, super grateful for it. Had a pizza and movie night as well, and uh, all in all, just a wonderful day. And I'm very stoked. Also, on Father's Day, I received officially my Eskiff canoe canyon. So the the canoe boat is called a, a canyon and uh, i finally received it i'm super excited about it i've already started to modify it i just kind of organized it for me and the kids because we're leaving for seven days on the mist uh, river in Lac saguenay lac saint jean in about two weeks so we're leaving on july 5th i have a lot of prep work to do for that to get going and one of them is to modify the canoe since we're going to be seven days on the river i'm going to add a third seat into it and i'm riding it uh, in a You know, in a solo matter, so I'm a bit more in the center because we're going to have to run some rapids. I got to set up all my camera gear around it, but I'm just super excited. It's a wonderful boat, beautiful boat. It uh, it came with all the outfitting, uh, the, the float bag cages, the skid plates, just all ready to go as gifted. A wonderful job. I'm super, super stoked and uh the way i got it from eskiff is the guys from paddle.ca who are in the ottawa region by the way if you're looking to buy purchase any eskiff boat they would be your best bet for it um even if they don't have it in stock they can put the order for you and they will handle the 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 shipping for me i i I dealt with them just for the shipping and they delivered my boat directly to my door um, where i live in wakefield and uh, it was just a really, really good service, and I'm super, super stoked to finally take out um, that boat on the next trip with the kids. I'm still editing the Coulange River uh, expedition trip that we did. I finally got the first episode in very very happy about that Um, I shared it privately to a handful of you out there you might know if you're listening you might know who you are and I think that the general consensus is that it was actually really good so I'm very very happy with it I don't know how the rest of it will turn out it's interesting how from day to day uh, how you might feel as a creator to film plus as you get tired how the what you capture varies if that makes sense and then that then you're left with a different set of variables to tell a story. So this morning I just started the second day and it's interesting, every time I start editing a video for all the creators out there, I'm sure you guys feel the same way, but it's always like, I always feel defeated when I start. I've got all my footage sorted out and I'm like, okay, now I've got to tell a story. I have an idea of the storyline, but it's like, now it's time to start digging and organizing the footage one way, the other way try different angles, find different songs, and it's just that the mountains always seem so tall when I start. But what I found over time is just just starting kind of gets you over that hump. So I'm just about to get over that hump. Everything is ready to go. Everything is sorted. I think I've got an idea of the music, which really uh, inspires me to to tell the story a certain way or to try to pass. To try to kind of do things differently i think i have that dialed in so <clears throat> now it's a matter of uh stringing all the clips together and i'm i'm very excited because it was such a a good trip and i hope i really hope it's going to translate well for everyone at home um and uh you know as per usual guys if you're looking to uh if you have any questions that po- this the podcast here or across all of my social media Honestly, um, I want to be able to help you as much as possible. Get out there, push your limits, make memories. I know I cover a lot of canoe camping in the summertime. That's great, but I do have a lot of experience for winter camping as well. I have a lot of experience in backpacking in general. I used to hike in the Adirondacks quite a bit. I'd mainly do canoe trips and river stuff in the summertime because summer is pretty short where I live. You know, you get a good four months on the river, uh, five months if you're really motivated. And uh, we have world-class rivers out here, and I just want to spend as much time as possible in the rivers and in the lakes with my canoe when I can. And in the wintertime, that's when I go out in the mountains. That's when I go out winter camping, which this uh, coming winter, I'm very excited because I'm really hoping to be able to set foot again on Mount Washington or even on. uh, it, on Mount Washington and in the Adirondacks because I've missed that a lot because of the pandemic over the past two and a half, uh, three years. So really looking forward for that. But my point with this is that if you have any questions related, uh, relating any of that, I would love to help you out. Would love to answer it. Would love to give you my take on it at least. I don't think I have the answers to everything, but I do think I have enough. Exp- <clears throat> Sorry. <coughs> enough experience to share that. Uh, with all of you and then you can then take it from there and experiment on your own. Um, Because I do think that the outdoor is absolutely awesome and living an outdoor driven lifestyle is certainly the best way to live in my opinion. So if you wanna do that, you can send me a DM. What I usually ask people to do is take a selfie video of yourself, I wanna see you, I wanna put a a face to a name. This is something that I'm trying to do better, trying to learn all of you guys' name as I see you in the comments. So I want to meet you a bit more. So if you don't mind, take a selfie video of yourself. DM it to me on Instagram, on Facebook Messenger. Uh, if you really don't like that, you can also just send me a straight text DM as well. Um, if you want to send me just an audio clip or a video clip through email, my email is marty at Any of these ways, send me your questions. I am just, I'm here right now to answer your question. That's why I do this. I do this on the drive up to work, and I think it's a great time to do it. And I'm just super stoked to be able to help you and share uh, my, my experience the way I was so lucky to receive from my mentors when I was younger. And I just want to give back as much as possible. For today's question, we've got from Ontario Ecology. Um, the questions in my phone and I'm recording with my phone, so it's going to be hard for me to go back in, but it, it was along the lines of how long would I recommend, what's the longest I would recommend, or I would go on a solo canoe camping trip. Now, here's the the reality and the honest answer about solo canoe trips. I've only done actually one solo canoe trip ever. It was a three day solo, solo canoe trip, two nights, three days. Uh, and nothing very crazy. I was I went down the Riviera Rouge uh, a number of years ago alone. I ended up have I was I was planned to do something else with a buddy. That plan fell through. The kids and that were gone. And I was like, well, I'm I guess I'm gonna go anyways, and I did that. And I did have a great time. And and solo camping is interesting mm-hmm. and has a lot to offer. But my I guess. I guess the angle I want to bring to that question is the following. In a world where you guys are consuming a lot of content about the outdoors, whether it's canoe trips or backpacking, the outdoor <clears throat> I'm really sorry, guys, <laughs> about this. It's early and I've got My, my throat is a little raw, I guess. Um, okay, so in a world where you guys are consuming all that outdoor content from outdoor creators, most outdoor content creators Um, create content around solo trips whether it's solo backpacking trip solo canoe trips whatever it might be and I do think that there's a lot of value in solo camping but for me one of the reasons why I do content is I want to bring for, for, for the last like 10 years online, solo tripping has been kind of the thing that's been put at the forefront of the conversation and has been talked about a lot and has been um, uh, modeled a lot. And I do think there's a lot of value in it. It requires a lot of skills It require, I think it's, it's phenomenal for your, you know, for my experience for three days, it was great for my mental health, my brain reset, being alone for a while, being left uh, to your thoughts. Doing some meditation and just having no schedule with no one else. Like I remember one day on that canoe trip for me, the second day it was raining when I got up and I stayed in the tent for like eight hours because it was just raining, and the days are long, so it stopped raining at four and I just paddled four to seven, uh, four to nine actually. I I I just got into camp late at night as as it was getting almost pretty dark. And. And that was fun. Like I had a book, you know, I made some coffee, just didn't feel like getting wet. And and that feeling of being on your own and being allowed to do whatever you want is fantastic and and it's great. But the reason why I want to talk about tripping with other people, as you guys know, for me, is that a big part of going out into the outdoors, going out into, um, you know, canoe trips, backpacking trip, and a, a big part of what I do as a content creator by making content, is I believe a lot in the ideas of creating memories. And solo camping is fun. I did it a lot for one-nighters uh, this winter, last winter. Uh, I did it you know, once, canoe camping, as I said before. But it's honestly, for me at least personally, that's my personal experience, it is never as fun as doing it with people that you love with sharing that experience with other people. Like bonding in the outdoors with a good buddy, a good friend of yours, your family members, your kids, your wife, is such a unique way to create some really unique bonds between people because of the adversity you go through, because of the beauty that you witness together, because of the moments that you live. And they don't have to be extravagant moments a beautiful sunrise shared with someone, a beautiful sunset shared with someone, um, a, 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 you know, witnessing some wildlife, seeing an osprey, seeing a moose if you're lucky, um, seeing a bear, paddling a beautiful part of a river, paddling a beautiful lake, witnessing some beautiful you know, erratics like rocks and cliff sides and, and all that stuff. And I do think that when you're on your own, when you're solo, there's, there's an experience to be had there. I'm not diminishing that. But I do wanna to bring to the forefront of the conversation about the value of sharing that with other people and the value of the bond that it creates between, between you and your friends. It's just so so unique, you know? And, and then on top of that, if you go for longer trips with people, when you are faced with adversity, like a lot of rain, a lot of, you know, white water, tough sections. To go through that with someone is like the top of the top. Like the type two fun where in the moment it's hard, you're not having fun, but, you know, you're just like head down, slogging through it, trudging to, through it, getting through, you know, that tough moment. Then you get at the end of the day, you're sitting underneath your tarp, you're all dry, you're having a beer, maybe you're eating some good food and then you're just looking back on the day while you're exhausted, that, that moment is is what I live for, is what I go for out, uh, out on my outdoor trips, is to push my limits and create memories with the people I love the most. And it's just brought me some of the closest friends that I have today, the outdoors, and it's allowed me to bond with my kids at a level that I am very fortunate and very grateful uh, for and I want that for all of you as well. So every time I hear about solo canoe trip, I do believe that a lot of that is is caused because that's what we've seen online for the last 10 years. And the reason why we've seen a lot of that for the last 10, and, and I'm it's a gross generalization. I understand that not everybody goes solo online, but it's been like kind of the thing that's been the most popular if you will and it makes a lot of sense why it's easier for creators you know as a content creator myself as well to go out solo and to film your adventure solo it's so much easier to film when you're alone filming is a bit of a burden on the trip Um, it's a burden because you're slowing down people. Sometimes you're asking for a little bit of quiet just because you want a shot here or there. You want to do a walk-by or a paddle-by shot, so you got to, you know, track back, go again. Maybe you're asking people to stop moving for a sec so you can take a picture. And, you know, for a lot of people, they don't want to be bothered by that when they're in the outdoors. And I respect that and I understand that. So as content creators... You know, There's a lot of value in just going out on your own and, and doing that because it's just simpler. It's simpler, there's nobody else that you're bothering and if you're shy in front of the camera maybe or if you want to share some deeper thoughts to the camera, uh, it's a lot easier when you're alone, to be honest, than, than when you're surrounded with people all the time depending on what you're trying to capture. So I understand that that value and, and I believe that and, and on the other end, I know that a lot of people do <clears throat> solo trips because they haven't found people, friends, family member who wants to do that with you as well or who, or who wants to do it the way you want to do it because the intention going into a trip is very important. Um, and, and that's also good. Like I just, for me, I want you guys to go out there. If you go solo, if you go, if you go, if you go, uh, if you go, Um, with people, I just want you to go out there, but I also want to be the voice of people reminding of, I also want to be the voice online that says that tripping with people, in my opinion, is immensely more fun and it's just way better. In my opinion, it's just far, far superior than going solo. Because of the memories that you create with people. I do believe that human beings are human, are social beings. They're designed to be with others. And that's what I and that's kind of a big part of what I, I want to share here. And sharing these moments, you know, when you push your limits and you go above and beyond as a team, as a group, and then you, you know, you get through those tough moments, it, it just creates a bond and these memories are. You know you'll never forget them and I want that for all of you to go back to exactly answering your question though What's the longest I would go for? Right now for me to go on any kind of extended trips is not even a something that I entertain much in my in my head for a number of reasons You know as you guys know I have two kids they're nine and ten I've got a wife I've got a full-time job on top of doing all the, you know, the, the everything I do online about uh, the outdoors. <clears throat> and so to think that for me, like, I, you know, going on a 22, 30, 15-day trip, these are all outside of my reach. They're not things that I, that are even possible. First off, when I go out on five-day trips, I miss home quite a bit because, you know, I want to be with my family i want to see my kids i want to be with my wife and when i'm out for too long or when i'm out repeatedly like over the over the summer like last year my last november trip canoe trip i'm it was only a three-day trip and i missed home the entire time like i genuinely missed home i dreamt about my kids and my wife and all day long i was thinking about them because i had had a big season already i had already had like a 17 nighter or an 18 nighter season out and and going out for another three days seemed like I I was just missing them. And so I don't even, so that's one of the big reasons. The other reason too is I'd feel pretty bad. You know, when I leave for five days, I already feel bad for my wife to have to stay home with the kids. Um, And I'm trying a seven day this year uh, with the kids. So that'll be nice. That'll be very, very nice. But I still feel bad for my wife to stay home and work because she operates the bed and breakfast. Uh, at our house, and and uh, then I'm doing another seven days with uh, just, uh, you know, with my friends, and I'm not sure I'm going to do seven, maybe I'll just settle for five, because I, I find it too long, not because I can't handle being out there for seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, fifteen days, it's because I genuinely miss home because, because of my family, like, I want to be there, and because I have a full-time job, well, I'm already five days of the week busy all day long. So it's not like I'm, I'm at home. If I'm ever so fortunate at some point in my life uh, to make this gig full-time and not have to go to work five days out of the week, Monday to Friday, plus the night shifts, plus the weekend shifts, um, and not have to dedicate 40 hours of my weeks to my other job, and spend more time at home. Then maybe I could compensate differently. And start entertaining the idea of longer trips. And for me the way I operate. Is I, I try not to dream too much. About the things that are out of my reach. You know, A lot of people uh, in my surrounding. Are like oh I'd like to travel more. And I bet you I would love to travel more. Visit the world and do all that. But it's outside of my reach right now. At this stage of my life. So I don't entertain too much thoughts to it. I entertain the thoughts of the things that I can do. The things I can do is three, four, five I'm trying seven-day trips, see how things are going to go. And, um, and and you know, that's kind of that. So the longest solo trip, and to kind of go back to answering that question, because I think it's important for me to, to give context around it. Because of all these variables, for me, I only get to go out on five, six, like maybe 20, you know, for canoe trips, I probably spend Max 20 nights out on a canoe trip per season. That's probably like, that's a big season for me considering my, my situation. So for me to take four or five days out of those 20 to go on a solo trip is not very appealing to me because I, like I said, I much prefer going out with other people. Not because I don't like being alone. It's because it's, in my opinion, where more fun and I get way more out of it by creating those memories and those bonds with other people. If it is your first time going out solo, I would suggest easing into it. Start with a three-day, two-nights. I think it's a great way to go, and then kind of climb your way up. Um, but I, I'm gonna say it. I do think that solo canoe tripping or solo backcountry camping tripping is a little bit overrated because of, of what's being portrayed through social media and other outdoor content creators. Because it makes more sense for them. And for me, or it's easier for us content creators to go alone and create content on our own. My winter trips last year when I was solo, uh, winter trips were the easiest pieces of content to create because I was alone, I wasn't bothering anybody else. So I I, I so understand why, but I am so fortunate to have so many people around me that that I've created a community of people that want to go out and camp. That There's no reason for me to go out. There's I always have a pool of like 20 people that would gladly go out and camp with me. And so um, for my canoe trips, I try to do it with as many people as possible. Long-winded answer for a very small question. I could have answered that by just saying three days, four days. But I do, I did want to talk about... Um, I did wanted to give context to it i wanted to talk about this subject it's something that i believe in a lot i'm sure you guys have noticed it through my content already and um, wanted to share my thoughts here with the world on that hopefully you guys have a wonderful day if you have any questions please don't hesitate to send them to me again whatever means you want to email dms um, comments i would love to get on the podcast and answer your question Thanks for submitting your question on Ontario Ecology. And I'll see you guys all on the next episode. Peace.